Are you looking to buy or sell real estate? You've got questions, we've got answers. Welcome to the show, it's going to be great. Featuring Matt and Jen from Home Team For You. And now, without further ado, it's Matt and Jen. Thanks, Jacob. All right. I'm Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Jen. Yeah, so I'm Jen. Uh, today, we have uh, an exciting guest. We're going to be do- talking a little bit about some mortgage and finance stuff, so we can dig into that in just a minute. First, I would like to go ahead and introduce our in-studio guest, our team member, Anthony. Hello. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what's going on? A little bit about me. I just started about a little over a week ago, so this is all a lot at once, but it's good. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just moved back to Wisconsin from being out west for about two and a half years. Um, I was in the multifamily housing industry, and I decided to switch over to real estate. So, tell everybody where out west. How far west? I was out in Seattle. That's far west. That's far west. (laughs) As far west you can go, (laughs) sir. Yeah. So you got to learn all about rentals and all of that kind of good stuff. And yeah, yeah. What's your favorite? You have a good story for us. Um. Too many. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot. We'll come back to that. Yeah, we'll come yeah, back to I that. I mean, rentals really do translate to real estate because you're showing, you're dealing with people, they're moving, their home situation. That's kind of what I was thinking when I wanted to cross over. Just a little bit more on, on my pace, hopefully, over here, though. So, sure. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Sweet. Happy to have you. Yeah, Our thanks. special guest today is Casey Godwin from Zillow Home Loans. Hey, Casey. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. So yeah, um, absolutely. We want to introduce everybody to Zillow Home Loans and all of that stuff. But why don't we start? You tell us a little bit about you. Cool. Yeah. So I have been a loan officer for the last five years. Prior to that, I was in retail and owned some restaurants with my husband. So very familiar with what restaurants? Nonstop life. What kind of restaurants? <laughs> um, so we actually owned a Quiznos. And then from that, we decided to open our own concept, which was called Crazy Dog American Eatery. So it was like burgers, hot dogs, all the good stuff. I love Quiznos. I don't know if there's any, there's not too many Quiznos around here anymore, is there? I don't think so. Mm -mm. There's like not not too many Quiznos anywhere. It's really sad. The best part was the jalapeno bar. Go pick up jalapenos out of it. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. I know they're great. Yeah. The best part was those weird little gremlin guys in the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> they actually, yeah, they had really odd marketing, but I guess it worked. <laughs> or didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it worked for a minute or something. Yeah, we used to go to Quiznos all the time for lunch. Yeah, that was kind of your place. Yep, when we were flipping houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, it's good. We used to get the it's chicken. It's not available. Chicken cobanera, does that sound right? Chicken carbonara. There you yep. go. So you got to say <laughs> it some, right. Put some jalapenos on there. Um, so what's the picture behind you? On your back to your right, I guess it would be. This uh, top one or this little one? The little ones. This is my fam. <laughs> oh. And, uh, and the dog. <laughs> it got the dog in yeah. it. I know. My <laughs> sweet little honey. Um, so I have a toy poodle named Honey. And... and I have an eight-year-old daughter named Parker, and then my husband, Brandon, and I have been married for nine years in wow. September. Wow. Looks like some water in the other picture. Yeah. 
Oh, and that's Parker at the beach in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Got our little flamingo float. (laughs) Aren't you you glad you had pictures behind you? (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's my whole family. (laughs) Hey, family, you were on the podcast. So up top must be a wedding picture. Uh huh. Yes. I know. And when you look at it, you're, it's like, that's unbelievable that we were that young that long ago. But yeah. Yeah. We've been through a lot since then. So. So where are you from originally? Uh, so my parents are actually both in the military. And so I was born in South Dakota and we were there for five years and then moved to Texas. So we went top to bottom mm-hmm. And lived there five years and then ended up in the middle in Missouri. And that's so where you are now. I didn't have to move that much. They ended up retiring in Missouri. So we've been here for the last 20 something years. Husband from Missouri too? He actually is from Georgia. And his dad was in the Air Force too oh, and wow. ended up in Missouri. Same <laughs> thing, which is kind of odd. But yeah, so we met in Missouri. Is it a big Air Force base in Missouri? Just- yes. So, yeah, I live in uh, Lee Summit, which is a suburb of Kansas City, and 30 miles east of us is Whiteman. Okay. So that's, that's where the B2 yeah. is from. Yeah. Big Air Force Base. Which is a really big deal. Yeah. All right. Can you tell us a little bit more about Zillow Home Loans? Because I know uh, a lot of, I mean, almost everybody has heard of Zillow. But it's like, okay, what is Zillow Home Loans? It's a tiny little company. Yeah, yeah, right. Zillow is a tiny little company, right? No. Yeah, for sure. So that's probably like the number one thing that we hear all the time is, you know, I've never even heard of Zillow Home Loans, didn't know that Zillow did mortgages, or they think we just started doing mortgages. And so that's really not true. Um, so Zillow purchased about three years ago, a pre-existing mortgage company. We were one of their biggest buyers of leads, you know, from Zillow.com. And they just thought that we did, did an excellent job with the leads that we got and actually closing those loans and, you know, how we operated. They really liked that. So we obviously caught their attention. They were looking at bringing on a mortgage component to make, you know, buying real estate easier. They want this to be like a one-click kind of thing where you can do it all in less steps. So integrating mortgage into that was a huge part of it. And so they purchased Mortgage Lenders of America, which is actually one of the first online lenders. Uh, They started in 2000. So you know, we've been doing this for a really long time. A lot of the people that are with Zillow Home Loans were originally with Mortgage Lenders of America and have, you know, been through it for many years previously. So not new to the mortgage business at all. It's just a new name. So we rebranded as Zillow Home Loans, I want to say, two years ago. And then ever since, you know, things have been progressively getting way better because we were a good mortgage shop previously with very basic technology. So you take, you know, being really good at mortgages and then now a company that's really good at technology and putting those together makes it a much more efficient process for the consumer and for us as well. And we see it getting better every day. Different products coming out and it may be more streamlined. For sure. Yeah. 
on our end, just in using um, the Zillow home loans, the fact that you guys are able to answer our agents so quickly and you're able to get the um, customers, our buyers, their pre-approval letters on weekends and evenings and, and things like that, that just makes the process so much easier when our clients are competing and they need to, you know, have pre-approval letters or pre-underwritten loans like ASAP. So we definitely appreciate that. The yeah, buyer, absolutely. That's definitely something that sets us apart too. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about like the loans that you guys do. Because I know that you don't do all loan types, but you do several. So can we kind of dive into that? Yeah. So there's really, I mean, four main loan types. So USDA, the rural development loans, VA for veterans and active duty military, and then FHA and conventional, which the last two are the ones that most people are more familiar with than the others. So um, right now we don't have any USDA loans available just due to COVID. That's something that was restricted. I think they will return in the future but I don't know when. So right now we are doing VA, FHA, and conventional. So I'm assuming you like VA loans since you're a military kid. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so VA is like its own animal, and there are, are a lot of loan officers that don't know, you know, all of the ins and outs of it. So it's definitely something that once you know how to do it, you enjoy doing it because you're helping people that couldn't get help elsewhere. You know, if you don't know what you're doing, you can get really turned around doing those loans. And so we got people all the time that had started a loan somewhere else. They didn't know what they were do doing. And so they ended up with us and just being able to take care of it is awesome. But yeah, you can't beat no money down. Um, you know, no mortgage insurance. Like, there's just not a better loan program available. You'll notice I use military kid, not military brat. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. <problem. laughs> I don't take offense to brat anyway. <laughs> oh, alrighty then. How patriotic of you, Matt. <laughs> well, listen, listen, you've heard that before, right? I've heard of military brat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what the term, I don't know where, it, where it comes from. Yeah. I never think of anybody in the military as brats, no. and their kids definitely. No, no. it's total opposite. Be able to take you out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it is totally. I mean, we had room inspections. Like oh, my wow. parents yeah. came in, and yeah. I so not even close. Socks are not pre in your shoes for tomorrow. Yeah. <gasps> Do you make your bed every day? I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, now I am like a little borderline OCD about stuff, but. <laughs> They uh, might have caused some issues. <laughs> <laughs> Turn that trauma into a positive. Yeah. <laughs> so does your daughter have to make her bed every day then? No, I'm like a lot more lenient. <laughs> I, especially with COVID. Yeah. I mean, I had to just let go of stuff. With her being home all the time and, 
you know, needing to do school, I'm like, dude, I still have to work. So you're just going to either <laughs> have to thing. learn mortgages and yeah. sit down and start processing <laughs> things yeah, or go do second grade. But I don't, I can't do both. <laughs> I'll do second grade. I'll do second grade. <laughs> yeah. Like, Are you going to learn she your was multiplication like, tables? I don't, or? Yeah. She's like, I don't want to offend you, but I don't want to do mortgages. I'm going to be a pop star. And I was like, cool. We can talk uh, in 10 more years. <laughs> well, she's got goals. So yeah. that's good. Yeah, it's fine. They change every day. And she could support you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm cool with that. That's the dream, right? Yep. Pop stars need mortgages too. That's right. That's right. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Huh. I like that. She can. Well, our son over COVID, he decided that he um, wanted to be more musical. So he asked for a keyboard. So we gave him a keyboard and he taught himself how to do the piano. So he can be part of her band. So we're okay, putting together awesome. the band right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> only if that uh, only if it's over, he can learn it over YouTube though. Oh yeah. I mean he learned it <laughs> over YouTube and she can learn pop star over YouTube, right? <laughs> right. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. She's Bieber, all about hello? just <laughs> being the front man. That's what she wants to be. So uh, all right. Done. <laughs> this can be. So what about uh stories? Do you have any stories for us? And I didn't let you think about any of this, so I'm just going to keep asking yeah. these questions. I mean, roll. stories about... Disasters. Those are the best ones. Like disaster loans? Like, yeah. like loans that you saved, maybe, or something like That's that. Better. Not just okay, complete blow-ups. I wrecked <laughs> their lives. No, maybe not that. And what's the most difficult type of loan to work with for you? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's Let's start just there. like it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that's easy. Um, anybody that's self-employed. Mm -hmm. okay. Because that's just a completely different situation than what they actually think they're in. Like, we've, you know, I've been self-employed. I'm sure you guys are 1099. We've all been there, and so we know that what you make and what you make on paper are completely different numbers and so that's always a very tricky situation to work through and also it's frustrating for the buyer because they're like no I make way more money than that why can't you use it I can only use what you pay taxes on Especially you know so if you have a lot of write-offs I can't do anything about that you probably have, have some to, experience as a restaurant owner knowing all about that yeah yeah. And so I'm like, I get it. I know that you need to write this stuff off. I, I'm not, you know, against it in any way, but when you're trying to buy a house, just like those two years prior to buying a house, just don't write as much stuff off. Okay. Report Let's it. all work together yeah. here. Yeah. And definitely yeah. report all the, the income. I know people who get like tip on income and things like that. They make way more. And then they're like, Oh wait, that doesn't count because yeah. I didn't pay taxes on it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's that definitely the hardest, you know, type of income to work with. Loan type, I think they're all pretty much the same as far as like what's tricky and what's not. And FHA used to have where you had to calculate 1% of student loan balances as their monthly payment. But I don't know if you guys saw it on Friday. They actually just made a change to that policy where we going forward, don't have to count 1%. It's actually half a percent now if they're in deferment or there's no monthly payment. But if they're making payments, a lot of times we have people that are doing income-based repayment and it's like, you know, $20 a month, but their loan balance would make that payment $200 a month. 
we can use their actual payments. That is like yeah. so killer. I, I mean, we're really that. excited. <laughs> they got a lot to pay off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, student loan debt. Mm. Yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah. And it's so frustrating too for those people that are just buying a house for the first time and maybe they did just get out of school. They don't have, you know, those high paying jobs yet. They're just getting started and they can't qualify because of these crazy student loans. So That's probably another thing I'm people excited. don't think of though too. You know, you don't think about your student loan as a, as a debt because it's usually such a small payment. Yeah, for sure. I don't forget about it. I don't forget about mine. <laughs> I mean, I have the past year, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. been nice. Uh, forgetting the baby about face. Mm-hmm. The baby face. Mm-hmm. The no more beard. Yeah. Our podcast regulars, they will realize that uh, Jacob has shaved his beard. Yep. Can you, can you tell them about how that happened just really fast? Um, yeah. I woke up the other day and I said, maybe I should shave. And I went, and I was like, all right, I guess I'm going. And then I just kept mm-hmm. going. And then I was like, I guess I'm going to work now. <laughs> Are you yeah. greeting your old back? I don't know. I've only been like this for a while. I didn't even recognize myself. Monday. Tuesday? What'd you do? Sunday? Yeah, Saturday, should, Sunday? I did it Tuesday. Usually it takes me a good solid year. <laughs> so we'll see you next year. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I did. Yeah, I didn't recognize myself. I don't know. Anyhow, we don't need to make this the. the, the <laughs> and so. switching from baby face back to what about loans? Home loans. Let's talk yeah. about taking money out. <laughs> so there's a few loan types you guys don't do. I know it's like jumbo loans you guys don't do or non-conforming. Are there any other ones? Well. I mean, we don't do like any of the rehab loans, so FHA, 203K, any of that stuff. So we just do basic, um, conventional, traditional loans, and then traditional FHA, 203B. There's the dog. Oh, here's the honey bear. Hi, honey bear. Yeah, I mean, the loans that you guys do are the majority of the ones that people need, so that's, that's really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So most (laughs) of the time people are going to fit into one of those two loan programs. You know, if it's a property that's ineligible or something like that, then we can't do anything about it. Are you seeing more FHAs or conventional right now? Loan wise. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Sorry, are you seeing more FHAs or conventional loans going on right now? Well, we have, I mean, probably the same amount, but FHA is not getting accepted right now. You know, with as crazy as things are, sellers do not see FHA loans as like the best type of financing, which is really unfortunate because FHA is just as good as conventional. And a lot of times it's just based on what makes the most sense for the borrower. A lot of times it has to do with those student loan debts that we can't do anything about and we have to calculate that 1%. We need that higher debt to income ratio limit with FHA to get them qualified for, you know, that bigger loan amount that they're looking for. It's not a less qualified borrower by any means. 
So, I mean, a lot of times right now we, because we're trying to help people get their offers accepted, we're probably qualifying them for less unconventional than they could have qualified for if they could have gone FHA. Why? So we're not necessarily doing less or, or more, but trying to get people qualified conventional just so we can get their offers accepted. Why is it that sellers are skittish about the FHA loan if they're essentially the same or just as strong? You guys tell me. Okay. Well, <laughs> part of it too is you have a lot no, of No, I think, cash. I mean, truly what it has come down to, I believe, is that they see it as these homes might have appraisal issues. And if the appraisal does come in low, chances are somebody that's doing a conventional loan with 20% down can move some of those funds to paying that difference, mm. having a lower down payment, but they can shift those funds to paying, you know, that difference in value. So that way that's still a deal. Whereas with FHA, if the appraisal comes back low and those people were putting three and a half percent down only, they can't put less down. And so then we know that we're going to have to renegotiate the price down or lose that deal. Yeah, That's gonna, what I think. If you guys know something else, tell me. I think there's a p element of it with the FHA appraiser that goes through and he's looking for the chipping and peeling paint and the safety hazards and things that could potentially cause the seller um, to have to pay money. So I think that's maybe a piece of it as well. Yeah, especially in this market, sellers just want easy, whatever that is. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it, but I don't think conventional appraisals have been much easier these days. You know, I see like FHA appraisals coming back as is, and there's chipping paint sometimes that I can see in the pictures. And then I see conventional appraisals coming back requiring that same stuff. So to me, it seems like a more even playing field now than it ever has been. It just comes down to what sellers are wanting to accept. And when, when you have so many offers, you're going to pick, you know, what you feel the most comfortable with. Matt had just said that uh, a lot of sellers like cash. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And there's Surprise. that. There's that. That cuts me out. Yeah, well, that cuts <laughs> you out, but not really. Thanks for joining us. We, we do have um, yeah. <laughs> the option of the, the pre-underwritten loans, which have really been helping uh, some of our team members to be able to get their offers accepted because, I mean, those are much stronger letters and they show that the folks have really been underwritten. Can you talk a little bit about those? Yeah, for sure. So when we do pre-approval and we're different definitely than a lot of other lenders. So our pre-approvals are fully docked pre-approvals. I don't send anything out to anybody until I have verified income and assets, which means you have to send me pay stubs for the most recent 30 days, your last two years W-2s, and then 60 days of bank statements. If you don't have the funds for the down payment, I just need to know, you know, where they're coming from. We've already had that conversation. So it is already a really good, solid pre-approval. From that, we submit it to an actual underwriter. And, you know, when we do the pre-approval, we're going through the same automated underwriting system that our underwriters use as well. So typically there's not going to be any difference when we run it than from when they run it. But they're going back and checking our income calculations. You know, they're going to do a full income credit and 
asset review. So that way we've already kind of checked those boxes. And then once we're under contract, it's really just about the property. At that point, it's just, you know, when the appraisal gets back, then they're going to look at it. And aside from that, we've already covered everything else. So it does make the process a lot more streamlined and can actually make it a lot faster too, so when depending you say, on how long the appraisal takes. But So basically it's um, the timing is based on how long the appraisal takes. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the only time income really changes from the time I do it and when it goes to underwriting is when it's variable income. So, you know, obviously I know how to calculate income based on hourly rates and that sort of thing. But right now and in the last year with COVID and things changing, then there are times that underwriters want to calculate worst case scenario income and go off that. So if somebody normally gets 40 hours a week, but consistently over the last year, they're only getting like 36, that's what they're going to default to. So there are little changes like that. And at least we already have that out of the way up front and we know if that's going to be a problem. Yeah, around here, uh, sometimes we have some lenders that will give out uh, pre-qualification letters and so it, they're just so much different than your actual pre-approvals or your pre-underwritten loans because there's nothing that really stands behind those pre-approvals. I'm using the pre-qualification letters. Yeah, it's all just based on conversation. So we have that option. We can print a pre-qualification. I do not print them or send them out. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so, <Yeah. laughs> so when you're seeing pre-qualification letters, you kind of have to take them with a grain of salt then almost, yeah? Mm-hmm. Just information sometimes the buyer provides to the lender. And you know how we were talking when she said if somebody has, um, like they aren't a W-2 employee and they think, oh, well, I make this much. And they say, okay, well, yeah, you'd totally get it. But then once it's a deeper dive, they're like, yeah, well, you can't use all of that income. Then that's a not nice surprise when they've made an offer with a pre-qual letter instead of a pre-approval. So beware of that word. Or underwritten. <laughs> yep. So with the FHA, is there any way to double down then if you don't, if you realize that with that loan, um, you wouldn't qualify the way that you'd want to? Or as far as make your offer stronger? I know there's other ways, but. So if ways that we've gotten FHA loans accepted would be to say that um, if anything were to come up on the inspection or the uh, appraisal, the FHA appraisal, that a buyer would, you know, take care of those repairs and that they would cover if it came in low. Then that's a way to level that playing field, but then that means that that buyer has to have funds or the ability to fix stuff. And typically the seller, selling agent will want to see proof of funds that they can actually cover that kind of stuff. Yeah, and a lot of times they're doing the FHA because they don't have a ton of money down. So, but if they do then definitely we can we can make that work. Some, some cash stashed yeah. away or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Money gifts. helps. <laughs> yeah, FHA, gifts. you can do gifts, yes? Free Quiznos. Yeah, that's life. a question uh, <laughs> for Casey. Gifts for FHA? Yeah, yep. FHA, you can do gifts. It has to be from a family member or longtime friend. <laughs> So, Jacob, you're my tricky. best friend. Right? <laughs> wow, I've yeah. known you so long. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing yeah. to give, buddy. It's like, here's <laughs> us together in kindergarten. Does this count? Yes, I have literally pulled up 
Facebook before <laughs> and like screenshotted it, put it in the file. I was like, they have been friends on Facebook for 10 years. Like they are longtime friends. I, <laughs> what is you, you want to story? You have to go. Oh my. I have had where like they didn't like that it's a fiance because that's not technically like a family member. Oh, come I'm on. like, that's definitely a longtime friend. But so quick get married. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to put, like, the announcement out of the newspaper, which nobody even does that anymore, but thank goodness their parents did. And nice. so I, yeah, had that for proof that they had known each other. <laughs> they just prior told to this the whole world <laughs> they're getting married. Yes. How long does it take till you're a longtime friend? Friend. I don't even the, know. There's real. There's no guideline, so it is just up to the underwriter. Oh, yeah, like. and I will say our underwriters now are a lot more lenient than when we were mortgage lenders of America because we have so many more investors available to us now, being Zillow home loans, and so we are just underwriting straight to our AUS findings. So that you know takes a lot of the gray area out of it which is good for both of us. You know, underwriters catch a bad rep, but they're just trying to cover themselves if the loan were to default. So they have to make sure that they check all of those boxes. So as realtors, we throw out a lot of acronyms like FISBO and that kind of thing. You just use the term mm -hmm. AUS. You want to tell everybody what AUS stands for? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's our automated underwriting Super system. So it's actually like a Fannie Mae system. And when we run it through underwriting, it gives us what are called findings. And so it just says, you know, the loan must meet all of this criteria. And it's very basic stuff that we're used to doing and we're doing it up front. You know, 30 days pay stubs, that sort of thing. And so it's a lot easier for our underwriters now when they just have to rely on that. Are your underwriters located where you are or are they in a different area? We have some underwriters in Kansas City, which is, you know, my local area. And then we have some located in Irvine as well. And so in California. Zillow Home Loans, the lenders that are that part of that group are all in Kansas City or are there different locations too? No, we have three different offices. So Seattle, Irvine, and Kansas City. And then we have loan officers that are also remote in other areas now. So do you break it out by like Kansas City is kind of the central U.S. and then Irvine and Seattle are west? Who covers east? Yeah. Yeah. So that we can cover like those other territories that are later in the evening and we don't have to have Kansas City loan officers available, you know, early in the morning to help the east coast and then really late at night to get all of the west coast covered too. So you're pretty much covering east or central to east U.S.? Mm -hmm. you cover. Yeah, so all of my states that I'm licensed in, I'm licensed in 17 states. They're all east and central. Hmm. All right. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's why you have a headset. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I got this. It's like, what state are you from? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so are there really any incentives that uh, Zillow Home Loans are offering at all? Uh, so right now we do have a couple different pilot programs that they are trying out. I'm sure that you guys have heard of Zillow Offers. It's actually changing names. Um, so I think it will just be our 360 program. But if Zillow buys your home or if you even 
ask for a quote from Zillow to buy your home, then there are incentives if you choose to work with Zillow Home Loans to purchase your new home, even if you don't end up selling your home to Zillow. So there's a lot of different programs in the works, and I think we're just going to see them continuously rolling out new things, um, especially with how competitive the market is. I mean, it's like Zillow just never sleeps. We're, That's you know, true. always coming up with something and trying to be on the cusp of what's going to be the best for our buyers and sellers, you know, and renters. Like they're they're covering all parts of real estate and doing it really rapidly. So I would say stay tuned. There's always something brewing. <laughs> stay tuned. So you brought up the um Zillow offers. Have you, do you know what areas, are there any areas that you're covering right now that have the offers available? I can't tell you all uh. the markets that they're in off the top of my head. Uh, we used to get updates all the time when it was like brand new because, right. you know, there weren't as many markets. So as they would roll one out, it was a huge announcement. Um, but I would go on the website. It's going to have like a map with all of the areas that they're located in. And I think, you know, originally the plan was that it was going to be like major metro areas. Mm -hmm. So like Charlotte, North Carolina, but okay. I think we're going to see that starting to trickle out even more for yeah. sure. I think once, once they get through all the big metropolitan areas and they kind of trickle down to like the Wisconsin area. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> Once they get through Atlanta, maybe a little bit, <laughs> Atlanta, we'll let Atlanta go through it first. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't have it in Kansas City either, and I'm like, it would be awesome, you know. Yeah. I just think that it's the next thing. They're working out all the kinks, yeah. and it's just going to be, you know, as simple as opening your app and doing it. They've done so. that with other programs, too, which kind of amazes me that they actually release those type of programs in the bigger markets instead of starting small and working your way up. Yeah, and I mean, they take it on kind of like one chunk at a time, so... Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Well, we really appreciate you hopping on with us today yeah. and learned a bunch. Thank you. Yeah, thanks yeah, so much. Absolutely. My pleasure, guys. Say hi to the family. Yeah, say hi to the family <laughs> and bye to your cute I will. puppy. <laughs> What's that website again? Zillow.com. Zillow.com. Yeah, and uh, of course... <laughs> We we have all of uh, contact information, so if anyone is curious about Zillow Home Loans, just reach out, and we will be sure to get you connected. All right. Perfect. Thanks, thanks Casey. Thanks so much. Hey, Katie. How are you doing today? Hey, Jacob. Doing well. How are you? I am doing peachy, so I hear that you have a brand new listing. Tell me about it. I do, yeah. I have a ranch listing out in Wanakee, three beds, two baths. You got to check it out. Nice. Wanakee is a hot market right now. Uh, it seems like every time we have a, a home in Wanakee, it, it's gone in a minute. Yes. Yeah. This one is, it's perfect for a lot of buyers too, with like walking distance to schools. So I think, I think it would be great. Awesome. And you said it was a ranch. It is. Yep. I personally, I love ranches. Um, my wife and I, our next house, we are going to get a ranch. Um, now I, hopefully this doesn't ruin the promo, uh, but I have to ask. Is there laundry on the first floor on the ranch or is it in the basement? It's on the first floor. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's like the best thing. I think it's so underrated when, you know, the laundry room on the same floor as the bedrooms. 
uh, not having to haul the laundry up and down stairs is the best. I know, right? I always think, you know, buyers don't think about that until after they move in. And then sometimes they're like, shoot, like I wish I had laundry on the first floor instead of, <sighs> especially with like a two-story house and the laundry in the basement. So oh, this man. is perfect. For sure. Okay. All right. Perfect. So I'm sure there's slightly more features about this home than the laundry. Yes. <laughs> I mean, laundry's important, right? We all have it. But um, yeah, so the three bedrooms and two baths are all on the main floor. The kitchen is huge and it has a huge big island and tons of cabinet space. So I think that's nice. perfect for a lot of people. You can't go wrong with extra cabinet space. No. And a big island. Exactly. Exactly. So there's tons of natural light. Like the living room has a bay window and mm. like a section like to put the TV and everything. So I think it. I think it's just waiting for the perfect buyer. It's going to be great. Awesome. Yeah. I, I saw some pictures right before um, we started this and I, I noticed that I noticed that the, the living room actually has something like a little unique. I don't know what you call it, like a step down. It's got like a... Mm -hmm. A little, a little like enclave, which kind of is interesting because it gives a little character. Yeah, but exactly. It, it also, ra in a way, it raises the ceiling, right? Because you go down, right? So yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm big on it. I think it's great for character and uh, with the amount of light that's in there, it's perfect for like just sitting and reading or hanging out. So sure, awesome. One other thing I have to mention. Okay. You might have seen this on the photos, but like the backyard, the landscaping. I was waiting for this. Oh my God. It's amazing. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. It's incredible. I, it's my mom's dream backyard. Yep. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, like it's got that pond back there with the little water feature and it's, I think it's fenced in. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. It's fenced in. It also has a shed back there for the gardening tools. If you'd like to garden. Nice. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Or the relatives. Or the, or, yeah, the relatives that you don't want in your house. Yep, yep, that's where they stay. But honestly, also the the deck itself is huge and like perfect for get-togethers and just hanging out outside, so. Yeah, the the, the backyard definitely has had a lot of uh, love and care put into it. it. It definitely is well thought out and mature landscaping and. Oh my gosh. It's private and secluded back there. It's really cool. Yeah, it really is. And the seller, she's just like gifted with her abilities to garden and, and plant flowers and stuff. So awesome. It looks professionally done, honestly. And like, I, I'm not super familiar with Wanakee, but like relatively, is it near anything? Parks, schools? Yeah. So this, I mean, there's some really nice things in the area. It's within walking distance to most of the schools in Wanakee, cool. which I know a lot of people like. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, we, it's within walking distance to a couple of restaurants and like really nice parks. So nice. yeah, it's a great location. Yep. Yep. That's what they call resale value. That's right. right. Can't beat the location. Awesome. Well, Katie, I appreciate you taking the time to tell us about your, your listing. What where can we go to uh, learn more about this? Yeah, good question. Uh, you can always go to our website at hometeamforyou.com and make sure you just type in the property on the search bar and it'll pop up. Otherwise, if you have questions that you'd like to be answered, you can always give me a call. My phone number is 608-501-8020 or feel free to email me if you want. It's katie at hometeamnumber4letteru.com. Perfect. Thanks, Katie. Awesome. Thank you for having me. You bet. All right, Anthony, what'd you learn? A whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's pretty dot com, not dot net. Yeah, dot com, not net. Uh, no, it, it's all <laughs> coming pretty fast. It's still the first week, so I'm, I'm taking it in stride. But um, it's nice to hear the differences between the FHA and the, uh, 
the standard loans um, right now. We're not really going with FHAs. It's just I'm still kind of sponging it in, trying to take it all in as it comes. So You are a sponge. <laughs> I'm I trying. I love it. <laughs> That's good. All right. So this week uh, we have been uh, hearing a lot of feedback on some social media posts that we've had about doing inspections or not doing inspections. So always do an inspection. Jen, you're putting it, you're, you're being so political right now. I'm being politically correct. Yeah. Yeah. We got attacked on the internet. We were, we were berated in the comments for our posts. There, there are some things that with social media that some folks don't think about before they write stuff. I think it's just like different markets have different things going Mm. on. So, a snapshot of what's happening in the Madison, Wisconsin market might be totally different than what's going on in their market. Mm-hmm. So, uh, our like the advice that a realtor in Seattle might give might be completely different than what someone in the Madison market might give. So, prefacing that that I mean, real estate really is uh, pretty focused on the area that it's in. So, people do need to remember that a little bit. So what was the comment? So let me let me read back some of the friendly comments that we got in regards to the advice from that TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, so one person said, "What? Perf- oh wait, I should do my commenter voice." <laughs> <laughs> what professional would suggest <laughs> skipping any due diligence? Um, let's just start there. I, I got a lot more comments with that voice, so I'm gonna. Just so I think part of it is up. we have to pre, we have to give the buyer the option and present their their choice the options for them. Mm-hmm. So a lot in the, in our market, our market, Madison, Wisconsin area, it is very competitive. So we advise the buyers that you know sometimes the inspection, having an inspection could de- for deter a, buy, a seller from accepting their offer. Um, we don't say don't ever have an inspection, right? Yeah, because that's not something we would do, but we give them the choice. What I mean, we really do have a process that we go through that goes over all of the negotiations. And it gives buyers the options to do things that are going to really accelerate their offer and potentially have it have a higher chance of getting accepted. And then it kind of shows the things that, you know, maybe they are, if they're not comfortable doing those things, it's like, well, that may be a little detrimental to your offer. With all of that said, we want our clients to be comfortable with their offers. We are not pushing people or insisting that people make offers without inspections. We're advising them that... And they decide. Yeah, in this market, it is very appealing to a seller. You know, are you handy? Do you have extra funds? Can you handle if there's going to be some kind of an issue that comes up? And... They go in eyes wide open. There's no way we would ever want to trick somebody into going into a property that would be, you know, some kind of a big hardship for them. I think part of it too is if you if we advise them about the home warranties too. Mm-hmm. So home Definitely. warranties will cover a lot of that word uh, the uh, inspection issues. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but it'll cover a lot of them. Yeah, and I mean, people have different situations. Like 
there are some folks that are like, I'm not worried about it. It's got a bad roof. I can get up there with my brother and we'll whip that roof out. No problem. Or they have funds available to have somebody else do it. Yeah. And other people are like, I have no money. I don't know how to roof. That is a catastrophe. Mm. So every situation is, you know, specific and different. So in one, you know, TikTok or reel that we put out when we're saying that that's an option, that isn't necessarily an option that we're saying everybody should do that. Sure. It is, you know, an option to get your offer to win. Do you want to use it? You have to make that choice. Now, this wasn't explained in that particular TikTok. It's just mm-hmm. a little little factoid I know about mm-hmm. that particular property. Mm-hmm. That one was uh, pre-inspected by the seller. Yes. Does that change the circumstance of um, how impressing it is to get a home inspection if the seller does it? Well, if a seller has already done an inspection, they can provide that inspection. And it was done, you know, within the past, you know, few months. It's not done two years before. Mm -hmm. And then if there were issues and they can say, you know, here's my paid receipt for this thing that I fixed or that thing. And even if they didn't fix stuff, a buyer can look at that and go in eyes wide open. And say and still, they could still yeah. have the option to do a home inspection. Yeah, they could. Yeah. They can still do a home inspection. Are there people that get a pre-inspection and they say, "I'm good"? Yeah, some people are okay with that. But then some people are like, "You know what? I don't know that inspector from Adam. I want to get my own person in," and that's totally fine as well. All right, I'm going to be the the comments section. All read, right, do read it to it. One. I would never encourage my buyer to skip an inspection. Did we just do that one? We kind of, well, they, all the comments are very similar. <laughs> I just like want to practice my voice. <laughs> but in this, this sounds like it was actually a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that they would never, ever encourage it someone just, to this, skip an inspection. Again, I, we just go back to presenting the, the different like, options to the buyer. I mean, if you want to have inspection, but here's, here's what you have. If you have an inspection that may reduce the likelihood that the seller will accept it, so it's really up to the buyer to make their decision what they want to do. So somebody saying, I'll never do that. No, you just, you present all options to the buyer, advise them on what may work for them, and then let them make the decision. Right. And I, have, I have a question. I know mm-hmm. we're basically just giving knowledge to the best of our ability of what we're seeing out there. So mm-hmm. how, how often are you seeing people saying, hey, we want an inspection? And then their offer gets turned down. How many times do they have to go through that before they're willing to say, okay, you know what, you're right. Let's waive the inspection. We do see that progression with offers. People will start and they'll say, I want the inspection, but you know, I'm not covering anything if there's any problems. And then they want the inspection and then they say, I'll cover 5,000 if there's issues. And then by you know their sixth offer, they're like, take it out. Take the inspection out. I just want the house. Yeah. So it tends to be that you know the process changes the perceptions and people are just like, you know what? I see that this isn't what's winning. And will our market change? Yeah, I'm sure our market will change in inspections. You know, everybody will be doing an inspection again. It's just right now in this little space of time, this is what has happened in our market that people are doing to win houses. In this space of time, we're seeing, you know, people not even looking at the houses and making offers significantly over asking price without even seeing the property. Sight unseen with, you know, earnest money that the seller would get to see or get to keep if... The people go in and look at the property and they hate mm-hmm. it. The seller just makes $5,000. It's a little bonkers. I was having a conversation with my wife about sight unseen because you guys had a sight unseen offer for your home, yes, right? Yes, we did. <laughs> and 
My wife didn't quite understand that it literally meant never seen the house. They right. only saw a picture of the front of it. Front and right. drove, like maybe dro- drove, drove by, by it. Because yeah. it, they made the offer before the pictures were even on the MLS. Correct. Right. Like, yes. Yeah. But I had a really killer write-up. Of course you did. <laughs> uh, of course you did. That's why. There okay. I was there like, that's all I, I saw. I was about to say, that's crazy. But since, you know, Jen had the write-up, you know, I guess yeah. it makes sense. Who right. needs pictures but when you that have was words? One of the, that was one of the situations, <laughs> though, where those people had lost out on two or three houses. Right. Um, in that same neighborhood and just were like, all right, let's just do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they made an yeah. offer site unseen significantly over asking. And yeah, they were just like, we want this. I mean, they're they, sick of playing games. Yeah. Yes. I think people get that way. And it's just like, I'm done with this. I'm going to win. And as a listing agent, we see that because a lot of times if you have 10 or 15 offers, you have like, a low ball, you have some middle of the Packers, and then there's maybe two or three They're that are just, bah, like they've lost some houses and they're just, you know, going full bore. What Catherine so. posted Catherine post the other day about, it was a difference of uh, $80,000 oh, right. from the list price yeah. to the actual accepted offer price after you, she looked it up on the MLS, it was like $80,000. Yeah. Her, her client it, had written on a All property. cash too, right? All cash. Mm-hmm. 80000 over asking all cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that means you want it. <laughs> that means you but win. I mean, <laughs> when you hear things like that, you realize why in our market we may say, "Hey, you may want to consider not doing the inspection," because that might help you get your offer accepted. Do they have to do it? No, but I mean, and that may make the difference of paying a lot more in cash or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think all this home inspection, do it or don't, it's all just a reflection of emphasizing again, like the insanity. Yes. Of the housing market, of what's mm-hmm. going on right now. It's really insane. I mean, I think I think we could classify right now as a housing crisis. It's not the 2008 housing crisis. That was a crash, not a crisis. It's yeah. a crisis. <laughs> it's, a, it's a crash crisis. Okay, that was a crash. A this is a crisis. <laughs> We're not in a crash. We're in a crisis. But um, the reason We're why- We're in a low inventory moment. A shortage. <laughs> low inventory. Jen is very politically correct. I like to spice things up. It's yeah. the internet. Come on, people. <laughs> Clickbait. <laughs> I see you. Wolf Blitzer. Wolf Blitzer. Dude, where's the beard? It's gone. You can't be calling me that now. You can call me the Silver Fox, maybe. Thor Wolf Blitzer. What? <laughs> That's Andrew, Anderson Cooper. All right. Oh, okay. Oh. We got CNN jokes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyhow. Um, what were you saying? What I was going to say, I was going to use that as a segue into the other popular thing we get hit up on the internet all the time, and I didn't save any wonderful comments. Oh, by the way, there was like eight more comments I wanted to do, but they're all very repetitive and lots of F-bombs, and people are just very upset. (laughs) People are very upset about uh, the fact that you would even consider skipping a home inspection. It's just appalling to people, but... Hopefully, we have now corrected the entire internet, and we won't hear that (laughs) comment again. Uh, (laughs) But the other big thing that we hear often that that we've brought up on this podcast a bunch of times, and I don't think it hurts to bring it up again, is the idea of the housing crash. You know, in 2007... They said that there wouldn't, oh my gosh, there wouldn't be a housing crash. Let me, let me see if I can pull it up right here. Um, oh my gosh, it's so, it's kind of funny what people say. Ugh, I don't know if I'm going to, too much pressure. I'll find the comment in a second here. <laughs> pressure. But they were basically saying, you know, the national, the, the, NA, the NAR National Association of Realtors in 2007 were saying, trust your realtor. We know the market and we know better and. There's not going to be, everything's fine. And then it crashed. 
And so now, you know, the, the perception of the internet is don't trust realtors. They're just here to swindle you and get your money and say whatever they got to say to keep the business flowing. The, but really the housing market is about to collapse and they just don't want to admit it. Can we go over? <laughs> Where's my crystal ball? One more time. <laughs> what's going on here and why, why this is not 2008 all over again. I know you guys have said it like a million times, but maybe a million and one is like. <laughs> I'd enjoy that. Yeah. The chance. You'd enjoy yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I think the thing that people don't realize or don't remember is from 2006 16. and before, people were, it was easy money. You could get a loan. You could have a 460 credit score. You could do a fast and easy loan. No 460? No yeah. No income, they no had A, B, C loans. It was, uh, yeah. 80-20 loans, so you'd get your 80% loan, and then the other 20% was like a higher interest rate loan. It could loan. be a 10-10. It could be 80. Yeah, there was all kinds of things. You could have three mortgages on your property if you really wanted but to. But people huh. could go out and buy all the stuff and junk that they would want. Like, I need a jet ski, and then I got to get my parasail boat or whatever. And then they would just roll it into their mortgage. and Or they get money back at closing. Yeah, or they get money back at closing. There was loans where you could get, I don't know, an extra 10% back so you could buy new uh, couches and things like that. So what would happen is you'd have a purchase lay at Mm 100000 and the appraisal would be done and come back at Mm 120000 Well, they pull that whole... the hundred percent back out, so they get an extra twenty thousand on the loan. on somebody who has a four sixty credit score. So um, set up to fail. Basically. Yeah, so set it was fail. set up That's to right. fail. Mm. No one had any equity, and then the market tightened all up, and all the people that mm. were used to being able to be able to just refinance their loans, the bank said, "Nope," and then they couldn't sell them. Because what they could sell them for, they owed more. And so that started short sales and started foreclosures and people not being able to to buy their or sell their homes. And that's kind of how we got there. So the lack of equity was a huge piece of that. It did happen quick, though. It did happen so, quick. So, you know, even though my crystal ball at that point in time wasn't working, otherwise I'd have <laughs> <laughs> I sold a lot more, but um, it did happen quick. Um what we saw yeah so we could i mean you could see interest rates go up but i don't think you're going to see it, it go up fast enough to cause any kind of panic like it was back then because that's what's going to make the change that it won't be as fast as it was yeah interest rates i mean they're going to go up they i mean they almost have to go up at an all-time low yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean close to it yeah we had all of the things that were going on in the world and so they kind of kept them low but i mean they were they're super low and i mean we've done Real estate when four percent, five percent, six percent, seven percent, eight percent. We ourselves had a our what? eight and a half percent third house. It had an eight point two five. It was an arm. No, Just that that wasn't an arm. But anyway, the, yeah, it was a first house. That was an arm. The, the first house was a um, balloon. It's yeah, worse. But you guys are totally. I think you're doing this on purpose. Mm-hmm. You're 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 ignoring the moratorium ending. You're skipping the whole thing where everybody's going to have to pay their bills and then sell their houses and then it's going to be, everything's just going to crash. So what happens in this market, what happened if a whole lot of people had to sell their houses? See, There'd be a whole lot of buyers out there that want to buy their houses. There'd be a whole lot of buyers. <laughs> right. So, but, I mean, it's, it's different. There are a whole lot of buyers right now. Actually, it would, I know, I'm trying, I... <laughs> 
I wish I, I wish I hadn't done so many podcast episodes because I could argue with you guys more <laughs> and like, but what if? Because I already know all the answers to this now. But I, yeah, it's people don't get that that actually could be a healthy thing for. I mean, not for those people, but for the economy at large, the housing crisis, if you will. There'll be more inventory. Yeah. There's so many people out there that want homes, and there's no homes to buy, which is why you're getting these uh, sight unseen, skipping home inspections. Get rid of the 1031 exchange rules. Yeah. And just open it up and sell all of our properties. Get rid of the what? You have to pay tax on the uh, income properties. So right now, if if we sold our income properties, we have to pay a capital gains tax. Mm-hmm. You got rid of the capital gains tax, that would open up a whole lot more housing because we could sell our single family houses that we own for rentals without paying tax on it and then include in uh, increase inventory. Yep, that'll add a few more to the inventory. <laughs> so if anybody's listening, yeah, if our tenants make a are difference. listening, we're not doing that. No, I'm talking about people that can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get rid of the capital gains tax, please and thank you. Yep, mm-hmm. there you go. Lower the taxes. Just get rid of the capital gains tax. That's all I ask. The capital gains tax is too damn high. Just get rid of it. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure, I really do think that the market is going to change. You know, you're going to see it more normalizing. I mean, that's the one thing with real estate. It's always changing. Something's always different. So when people are freaking out about one thing or another, there's always going to be something. So you have to figure out how to ride the wave. You really do. Ride the wave. Ride Ever the wave. since I joined this team and I joined the marketing team, it's kind of been cake. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. Because from, from, from the marketer's perspective, you know. It sells before you market. Yeah, we don't have to do anything. It just, <laughs> it just sells. It's like by the time we actually collect all the media, it's like, oh, accept it off or like uh, delete. I don't know. Archive it's, it. Like, it's, <laughs> kind of, it's kind of interesting how we start to see the market um, I'm not going to say softening, but correcting maybe a little bit at this time of year where mm. the houses aren't selling in like half an hour. Right. So you start to see sellers start to panic when they, you know, the market that's been on the market. I for only a week. had two offers yeah. over asking <laughs> what, like, like that's a bad thing. Right. We talked about the balanced market in a couple podcasts ago mm-hmm. being six months inventory mm-hmm. where now we're like under a month, two weeks, I think it was or something like that. Yeah, It's berserk. That's insane. Yeah. I used to not know what that means. Now I know that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Mm-hmm. Lines on charts, people. You got to look at them. <laughs> <laughs> Be charts. Yeah. But, you know, I was I was just going to comment about the, the marketing department because we have seen that there's been a couple clients who didn't immediately have, like, you know, a line a mile long to go check out their house in recent times and now we're getting agents that are kind of like we got to step up our marketing game we're we're not doing enough and it's like no our marketing's pretty clutch cuz i do it but <laughs> i mean real estate it's the staging the marketing and the pricing sure. so it's one of those three things and uh, you have to be i mean as realtors we have to know which throttles to be moving up or down or you know playing with and there's different things you can do with the marketing, but sometimes the pricing piece plays a part too. Yeah. For sure. And, and just, you know, also just the conditions of the market. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have all of those variables perfectly correct mm-hmm. or exactly where they should be, but if the market didn't had a little shift, if Father's Day happened and people just aren't buying houses that weekend because it's Father's Day, uh, you know, like that, that can happen. And the thing with holidays, some holidays it gets busier. 
some mm. holidays it just Thanksgiving is, was that is, one of the big ones? It's very um slow. It's one that, it's one that we didn't Black like. Friday? Is, there, is that a big <laughs> housing weekend? No, that's TVs. No, it's, uh, we we have been busy on those, and that's the thing where some people will say you should have known that Mother's Day is should would be dead, but some years it's not. Hmm. Some years it's busy, so we would have open houses and everybody would be coming because it would be like raining out and they had nothing to do, and they're like, okay, let's just go. I was just gonna say, is it related to the weather? It can be. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. So the so predicting the mark so predicting the market is like. Doing weather forecasting. Forecasting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, 60% chance your house will sell this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, when are the Packers playing? I mean, yes. in Wisconsin, uh, it's yeah. kind no, of no, like. Do it's no. do, we don't do as many open houses as we used to because the COVID and all that. COVID, but, but yeah. Back in the day, we'd have to plan around Packers Sundays. Mm-hmm. So if they had a late game, we'd have early open houses. If they had a noon game, we'd try to do it on Saturday yeah. or a late, late uh, open house. And it wasn't just that the agent and, wanted to watch the game. And if they won or lost. That too, yeah. <laughs> yes. Anthony, uh, are you a Seahawks fan? I am 100% not a Seahawks fan. Oh, thank you. Go Pack. <laughs> really? <laughs> good for you. I'm from Wisconsin. Oh, really? I, I just was out there for a couple of years. Yeah. Okay, good for you. He just yeah. visited and didn't get uh, swayed. Yeah. I was, I was came back to the good side. I was going <laughs> to say, don't you forget where Russell came from. That's right. He's a Badger. Well, yes. on Wisconsin. Badger after he was somewhere else before that, but. He was at uh, South. He was a Gamecock, South Carolina. Yeah, transferred over to. Yep, for a senior year. I have a selective memory on these things. <laughs> like he was a Badger. Yeah, Did you nothing remember? else. It was always on Wisconsin. Remember yeah. to finish the interview. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Totally lost my train of thought about why we're mad about the market. Uh, now I'm just thinking about Packers. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really. Well, we were talking about how open houses and yes. weather have to do with. There's a lot of crazy factors. Mm-hmm. I it's mean, it's changed if a really lot though since the uh, well before well probably still before COVID because stuff was selling so fast. But um, yeah. the amount of open houses that we used to do versus what we're doing now is quite different. Yeah, I mean, like I said, with real estate, you just have to be ready for change because it's always changing, and you just have to be able to pivot. 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 Yeah, I'm gonna get that that friends clip and just throw it in there. Remember back in the day, we used to do four hour open houses. Yeah, it was four-hour open houses. We four. would bring food. Oh yeah, mm. remember when Jen? <laughs> remember mm. when Jen brought a, brought a frozen pie to the uh, open house and cooked it so it smelled nice? Nice. And forgot to bring anything to take it out of the oven. Yeah, I had no pan holders, and so I, I had you to. You didn't burn it though. I didn't burn it, but okay. I had to like use my skirt <laughs> to like get it out of the oven. Uh, yeah, see, we could have made a TikTok of that. Oh, this, is, this sounds pre-TikTok. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it was way pre-TikTok. I think that house was seventy-nine-nine. So yeah. And you cooked a pie. I cooked a pie. You know what? I went out <laughs> and whatever house I was selling, I was gonna do it up. And I, I'd go. read somewhere that making it smell nice was great, so that's what I you tried read doing. Somewhere, <laughs> smell sells. <laughs> smell, smell sells. sells. Right. Yeah. trademarked. It's like Jimmy John's. <laughs> yeah. You sell yeah. smells? Is that what it is? No, they have free smells. Free smells. Yeah. Smells it. Yeah. Yeah. I was young when I started in real estate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the things. We don't have to sell. We don't have to cook pies these days. We just have to put it on the internet but i'm sure <laughs> someday we probably will again yeah. yeah i mean i i used to bake a lot of cookies or i would just go and get oh. like a tube of cookie dough and put it in the oven boop, and then you'd have the cookies to serve and it smelled awesome i'm just glad we're not in that market right now we just leave there we just handle there for it the sellers mm-hmm. then the seller would be like oh no one came but there's cookies <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, but still the temptation. <laughs> you don't just snag one? Like, oh, no one's here. You just have to test them. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to test. Of course, you got to test them. Yep. Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll about do it for the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are, we are running up on our, our um, time limit here. We're over for our regular podcast session. So, All right. Well, I think we got some good stuff. So the uh, debate on whether you should have an inspection or not. Should you have an inspection, Anthony? What if somebody says, I really want this house. I don't want to lose this house. Well, it would be in your best interest to forego the inspection (gasps) if you want that house. But what if something ends up being wrong? Are we role-playing right now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's where we we have, uh, you know, I don't have any. I don't have (laughs) any money, and I don't know anyone that's handy. Should I still waive it? Depends on how bad you want it. Well, I want it, but I don't have any money. Well, I mean, you have to. You can fall back on um, home warranties as well, but I mean, it depends on how bad you want it. I think I better put an inspection in. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. fine too. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how it goes. It's yeah. like people they yeah. have to make their decisions. It's like, and for most people, it's pretty clear cut. They either want one or they don't and it's what it is we just Comfort tell levels. we just give them the options we give advice they advice they make decisions yeah they say mice yeah mm-hmm. yeah you guys are kind of like therapists a little bit yeah but you know when i when i was how does that make you feel jacob i was tell me, tell you <laughs> tell me about, <laughs> tell me about it well when when ann and i were house hunting um i was just like i don't want to say i was I was very grateful for the advice you guys were giving, but I was also just a little bit frustrated because a lot of times you guys kind of gave like a almost like a blank emotionless stare sometimes <laughs> when I want to know the freaking answer. You guys would just be more like, well, here's the facts. And I'd be like, and what's the answer? <laughs> <laughs> like, you like made me make a choice. I'm yeah. like, I don't just tell me what I have to do and I'll just do that. Um, so it's not like it's not like a realtor's job is to pressure you into doing X, Y, and Z. It's to be the the resource there, which is, you know, definitely not what the internet thinks. I think yeah. sometimes too, as realtors, like if when I went through the open house or the house with you, you know, you get you get used to seeing different things in the house, and you can say, okay, here's kind of what's going on here, and here's what's going on there. But you know, you may want to have an inspection. Yeah. And also, we, we should probably just emphasize the fact that home buying is a hyper-emotional process. And so uh, I was definitely in an emotional state at the time. You were? I didn't know this. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. I'm hey, you know what fixes that? The more making you, a choice? No, all that too. But the more you buy, the easier it gets. Mm-hmm. Let me start with this first one here. <laughs> okay. We'll get, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. But, I mean, really, if somebody says, Jen, what would you do? Yeah, I will say, well, in that situation, if it was me with my situation, this is what I would do. Mm-hmm. But you are you in your situation. Yeah, because yeah, we've had, I don't know how many houses we've bought and sold, but I think we've had, is there six, six houses? So I think we've Plus only had a bunch s- of rental properties. Okay. So yeah. I mean, so 30. Matt's bought houses without me even seeing them and I just signed off. You know what I mean? So it's not, I mean, we it's are. The best ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I almost let him buy another one, our next house. He, he's like, should we do it? I'm like, go ahead. And, I said and no. then he's like, no. <laughs> so. But I think for that, for us anyway, I think we've had two inspections on all the properties we've ever bought. 
just because of the comfort level. It's, it's again, all about how comfortable we are with and being able to. That's uh, really handy. Well, not that handy. <laughs> yeah. Co- compar- I know roofers. Com- I'm not getting on a roof. Comparatively, <laughs> you, you can look at stuff and be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's not good. That's true. That's why I brought you over to that one spot. Mm-hmm. Like, Don't you owe me lunch for that or something? You might owe me lunch. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We should hear about that soon. I got too, a cupcake yeah. upstairs for you. Yes, I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it by saying it on the podcast, but <laughs> yeah, don't. Not yet. Almost. Not yet. Yeah. Anyhow. All right. <laughs> well, it's like, like what? what are it's no a, idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah. You about to learn? About to learn. We'll tell you off air. All right. Well, so thanks for joining us. And uh, any questions, definitely reach out to us. You can come to hometeamforyou.com. We are here to help. See ya. Jen took my sign off. Here's All right. Guys. I'll leave it. Uh, the, Jen caught it covered. See you on the next one then. Dot com. Dot com. Dot you com. know the drill. Home team for See you. See you guys. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs>